Boys and girls, what is up? Welcome to episode number 17 of the Fiber Performance Podcast. We are stoked to have big Sammy Pierce on the podcast talking about a bit of bodybuilding, holistic health, what it's like being an IFBB pro, what he's going to be getting himself into next, um, some changes in that type of space. Um, we're going to be talking about some really cool nutrients that uh, we've been speaking out for the last few weeks as well. And then just getting another look at how we can maximize performance and what it looks like to um, increase performance from just a ground foundational level, just to get the most out of you, whether that's in the bodybuilding space, um, the entrepreneur space, you know, running your own businesses, uh, being, I'm not a dad, but I'm a dog dad, but we've got a couple of dads in here too. So how you also navigate that too. So mate, welcome onto the podcast. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> Making me sound really good, not just a uh, meathead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's, a, that's actually probably one of the things that we can kind of start off with. I know, so funny, fu- little funny story, just for an intro here. So Sammy and Matt met a while ago. How long ago did you guys meet? Oh, we've been, we've known each other in the industry for a long time now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've been doing... We did a bit of work, uh, kind of set me on my path with Crohn's and what to look out for 12, 18 months ago. Yeah, like yep. yeah. I mean, time flies. I've got no yeah, idea. Feel that. Yeah. And, um, then, and then we met at the beach. So I was uh, coming out of the beach, my morning sunrise meditation, all that shit, and I, was, I flicked back my seven strands of hair. You know. <laughs> Dude comes up and he's like, hey, man, you know, you got a cool dog. I'm like, yeah. Look, a lot of people say, and he goes, oh, I'll. You wear speedos, so yeah, I'm a dad. I can get away with it. You know? <laughs> yeah. No one looks at you funny if you're a dad and you wear speedos. But um, yeah, funny. Well, he, he, look, I'm about to go. Oh, here we go. He's got the, him on now. The boys, let's go, the boys. <laughs> He's got him on. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonus. So I go um, because I go to rigs. I do the cold water therapy every day and all that kind of stuff. Because I moved around the corner from there. So um, yeah, I've been showing off my my new set of speedos now. <laughs> and they fit well. Didn't so it's not just being a dad bod. God, maybe it's different levels of dad. You know, yeah. bodybuilder dad bod might get the speed. I get away with it, yeah. 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 Well, it was it was like so interesting. I was sitting there having a coffee of a morning down at uh, Main Beach there, and I was trying, I was trying to get some work done, and I got distracted by <laughs> the 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 this. I got one number one. I got distracted by the dog. Number two, I got distracted by this enormous fellow and I was just like far out he's wearing speedos he's jacked as fuck I need to go say g'day so I literally just walked onto the beach sunrise is only just like the sun had just peeped over the the horizon and I'm just like oh I've just got to do it well I was like hey my name's James I wanted to say g'day like holy shit look at your physique and it was Sam yeah yeah there we go oh, <laughs> yeah, so small world eh? Yeah, it's small yeah. world and then we got actually then we got talking um a little bit about what Sam was doing at the beach, which was doing his morning sunrise, getting a dip in the ocean first thing in the morning. And I was like, wow, that's interesting because I actually haven't met many bodybuilders that were focused on some of those ground foundational things that are seem seem to be, I guess, by the general population as a bit hippie, a bit out there, a bit kooky. But it's something that Matt and I love to think about and try and um, – put into a daily practice as well so we can get the most out of ourselves. Is that something that you've always yeah. been about or is that something that's newly introduced? Dude, I um, I was in hospital for Crohn's emergency surgery fucking September, Octo- October, something like that last year. Mm-hmm. And I had nowhere to go, you know. Like, I've always been a healthy dude. I don't – like, yeah, I cheat my diet and, you know, have a drink and all that kind of shit. But for the most part, out of uh, for for bodybuilders as we know, they have they can be quite extremists. So when they're not getting ready for shows, they can be quite in the narcotic scene and you know partying and eating shit food. Where that never really kind of interested me. Like bodybuilding, when I got into it, kind of you know kept me out of jail, kept me out of things. You know, I was on the street doing bad things. You know, and um, my friends were going that path, and I guess the discipline took me away from it all. You know what I mean? So when I um, got further into it and always considered myself living a healthy lifestyle. Um, I still wasn't being as healthy as what I could with all my gut health and the stress levels and stress levels was the big one. So when I was kind of put in hospital and I came out of it, um, I had nowhere else to go because I've almost lost everything. I'm like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta do something different here. You know, I gotta, I thought my career was over. I thought my, my level of training was over because I was developing fistulas and all this kind of shit. So I'm like, man, I'm I'm fucked. I gotta work on my health, fuck bodybuilding, fuck all that, you know? Um, but there, when, when I made that turn and went down the real holistic side of things, which I was always aware of and always wanted to get into, it was just probably yeah, an ego thing. I'm not doing that fucking hippie shit, you know, fuck yeah. that. You know, dropped my ego and did it. Reached out to a close mate of mine um, who's, who's kind of like my life coach. 
and um, got it all started and just started in small steps. And then what happened, funny enough, stress levels went down, training started getting better, started looking better, started looking, oh, wow, you're looking so much healthier. You know, you're lean, yeah. you're getting jacked again, you're fucking training better, your business is going better, the right people are just walking in your life and coming down the fucking beach and positive. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's, it's what happens, it is what you manifest. It's a, the same type of people like yourself are starting to walk into my life. Um, and you realise, not the people that you, when I say are negative are shit people, it's just the... the uh, not your people. It's a frequency. Yeah, something. you know what it is? It, well, frequency is what you frequently see. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like when, when you look at it and you, you look at the people, I just, not I had to cut them off, I just kind of started veering away and mm. other people start walking in your life that are positive and benefiting your vision to what you want to do. That's cool. Did you training, uh, you know, and you said that stress and things like that, and you started incorporating like the sunrise and all those sort of things. But did you change your training as well? Like, did you train with the same level of angst and aggression or intensity, or did you back with that? I um, I couldn't anyway for the first two months because, dude, I I got a fistula cut out between my ball sack and my asshole. Yeah, let's go straight into it, right? So, (laughs) it was a fucking tail hanging out like that, and I thought like because I've had hemorrhoids before training hard. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just something like that. So, you know, me, like, trying to, as a male, we don't want to go get the doctors because we're too hardcore and fuck that. So, you know, uh, I go to the hospital and they, you know, lie me on my back because I'm in so much pain, lift everything up. And he's like, dude, you got to go on emergency surgery right now. This is this looks like a fistula. I'm like, oh, what's that, you know? And yeah. So um, when they cut that out, they had to leave, like, an open wound because it's such a sensitive area. It can develop back again and cause a cyst and all that kind of stuff. So I couldn't train, you know, I yeah. couldn't, I was forced not to train, you know, I had to just kind of sit there with all my own thoughts, my own demons and, and really backtrack and do some therapy work and, and fight my way out of it. And you realise when you can't train, which is a distraction, you can't work, um, you're surrounded by your own thoughts and you realise you don't like the person that you are. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't like that. Like a lot of people, how, how many people can actually look at themselves in the mirror and say, I love who I am, or I love yeah. how I look, you mm-hmm. know, and that, that wasn't me, you know, like wow. it, being a good bodybuilder in this country and I've always done really well and, you know, won every amateur show I did and whatever, but, you know, I still d- deep down didn't like myself. Yeah, yeah. Know? And I had crazy. to forgive myself for a lot of things. I had to do a lot of self-work. I had to um, do a lot of, lot of journeys, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and face face the music. And when I did that and I put myself first, that's actually the direction where my coaching's going now. That's yeah, cool. Okay. You know, like it's, and that's, that, and I've fallen in love with my job again. Wicked. People calling me and I'm like, fuck off, what are you fucking, now it's like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people and I'm, I'm, I'm doing all this extra work because I get more fulfillment out of it. It's not just like a diet and a training plan, yeah. which it's funny because I've always kind of had that aspect about it where people say, oh, you should get into this. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, it's, I'm not going to call myself a life coach. It's pretty gay. Like, mm. you know, and um, even though I don't consider myself that, I'm just using that holistic approach in with my coaching now, um, the things that I've learned for myself and it's taking off really, really well with clients, even competing clients as well. I do a couple of things with them. Yeah. And um, it's making significant changes. So I, I'm getting some fulfillment. I'm, I'm happy about it. You know, I'm happy I'm going to bed every night knowing that I make a change and making every day better better than yesterday. Yeah, know? and for others as well. Like, even knowing now that you could have pushed that same path that you went down previously that allowed you to be not so healthy and not so happy, you know, and you could have got the people their results. Well, that's, that's the thing, dude. Like, you think plan. that, you know, eating chicken and broccoli and rice, it's a, it's a healthy alternative. But yeah. it's, it's not, like, not to say chicken and rice and broccoli is not healthy, but... For what I was doing, I wasn't in touch with what is considered healthy, you know yeah. what I mean, for, for the body, you know what I mean? And um, you've been consistent. I was just than, consistent, yeah, discipline, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. eating the food that, and you know, as and anything uh, outside of that would have been a weakness or a, correct. Or a quitting. So you, you committed And then because you, cause you're a yeah. hardcore dude and you're, I'm a serious dude and I train hard, you know, that's where I talked down to myself too, you know? Yeah. So although... I used that aggression in the gym. I started using that aggression for myself. Yep. I leave my wallet at home. You're a fucking dumbass. What'd you fucking do that for? You know, like talking, talking about myself like yeah, that. You know what I mean? Right. Like when really I was just trying to hype myself up to say, okay, go home and get it. You know, which I would. Yeah. But you still don't. I wouldn't talk to you guys like that if you left your fucking wallet yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah. You'd do you be, know what I mean? You class yourself as a bully. Yeah. So you know, I was. You know, like talking to anyone else um, like that. Nothing was ever good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, now I'm just I'm really grateful for a lot of things. And now, as I said, I've, I've got. Staff members now working for me that I'm team building and, you know, I can do this kind of shit now. I can be away from the gym where I was at the gym 4 or 5 a.m. every single day getting home 8, 9 o'clock every night, you know, thinking, doing the hours. And it's like as soon as I change my kind of vision, my thought, my process of how I look after myself first, um, 
the gym's making more money than it ever did. My yeah. business is making more money than it ever did. I get more fulfillment um, that with staff members, for example, putting them on the full-time wages where I can pay them better than what they were previous jobs. Yeah. And I get, I get, out of, I get more out of that shit. Like the money side of things, that stuff always comes, but I think you need to find fulfillment. My fulfillment, as cheesy as it sounds, is um, helping people live a better life, yeah. whether it be coaching or if I'm helping them get a better job working for me or whatever. Yeah. Um, this would change the way you do everything because, I mean, with that discipline, where the problem, some one of the major challenges with discipline and commitment is, is that we actually have intuition. Our body's telling us little things like you need a break from these mm-hmm. foods or intuitively <coughs> you're thinking, you know, health-wise I need to change. This is not serving me well. Mm-hmm. But when you're disciplined and committed, you're like, no, I'm going to commit to this. Stop being a bitch. That, that intuition is not intuition, that's weakness. Mm-hmm. Well, that's this. And you override your intuition. You stop using your brain, you forget about listening to your gut and your heart. Maddie, that's why else. I said last week to myself, like I was training really hard. I've been training really hard, really well this whole time. I'm actually training harder now than any pro show I've done. Yeah, I'm dieting harder than any pro show I've ever done. Um, but it's all happening very... Um, effortlessly. effortlessly yeah I'm not I'm not trying hard at all but then same thing last week got the start of last week and shoulder was hurting hamstring was tight and I've always torn muscles training hard you know yeah. as you do as an athlete and you think oh if I just had a week off I probably would have been right yeah. but now it's like I do that I took as the a fo- coach do you do that yeah all like, the time yeah so your clients will come in and and I, 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 it's do as yeah. I say not as I do you yeah, know what I mean yeah. so that, that and I would say to people no you're not fucking training but then for me I'm like oh no I better train yeah so you know <laughs> always the way. but now that's what I did last week I just took the full week off and I didn't feel guilty about it you know what I mean yeah. it was just and then I've come back this week you know better than ever and have you seen not so these really hardcore changes that have allowed you to you know be a better business owner, be a better bodybuilder. Have you seen them not only change the way that you mentally react to, or mentally and emotionally react to things outside, but also seen that come through in your physique itself? Has it has it changed the way that, you know, how you're, you're prepping now? You're prepping, say, more effortlessly and more effortlessly and you're also getting better results physically and mentally at the same time? Mm-hmm. Do, yeah. do you find, what, do you, what have you found about your physique that is probably the biggest thing. You're just like, wow, that is different. That wasn't like that before. Like what was the big, Yeah, well, what is what symmetry? Um, is it, what do you normally look for? What do you think? Well, it's like, you know, training isn't my priority anymore. Same. You know? it's, it's not my priority, but this is the best I've ever trained. Yeah. This is the strongest I've ever been. Is it when you're happier training? It's like um, when I have my daily non-negotiables, which you and I speak about, mm. right? So my meditation, my breath work, my cold water therapy. My routine's changed a little bit, obviously, because I've just moved house. Mm. So I can't do the nice sunrise at the beach anymore. But uh, I'm still getting used to my new routine, which I'm getting together. Um, But yeah, I still do all the same things. I just have to train first, and then I do my morning routine work after that. But yeah, like um, morning, evening routine, journal work, um, all that kind of stuff, that shit comes first. That's cool. Yeah, wow. Like if I, and then then after that, then I work my, my core, my stretching, my cardiovascular work, or just going for a walk with a dog, stuff like that. That'd be my second priority as far as physical work goes, and then training. Interesting, yeah. because that shit sets me all up for my training. Yeah, yeah. So I have the right mindset to train, mm. so no one gets in my way. No one. No, I'm not thinking about this shit like I could do that fucking plan, or you know, um, you know, my daughter might be sick and doing my head in, or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, I don't have any kind of distraction now. So when I train, I'm, I'm fresh. I go, I go straight into it. You know, that's why part of my new routine now is to doing that in the mornings. I've been training 4 a.m. every day, yeah. um, getting that in first, and then, then I start my my cardio. I'll go find somewhere, and then I'll, I'll meditate, do my breath work, like you see me doing, yep. um, and then keeping track to my journal. So that, those are the things that I really prioritize before everything because I personally believe that if you what I've learned the most is that if you don't show yourself um, true self-love and respect, right, um, if you don't have a standard for yourself on what to give, whatever that may be is what you reflect on other people. Yeah, I agree. So if you've got kids, misses, whatever the fuck it is, um, if I was talking to myself how I used to talk to myself, if that's my own self-love, well, how mm. do you think you're going to talk to other people or treat other people or yeah. treat clients, you know, like... Or perceive how they talk to you as well. Exactly, dude. You know, you know like, it's, it's like, there was little things towards the end there, man, like where I've always been, no matter how stressed I am, um, I've always been, I always melt for my daughter. Mm. Everyone mm. sees that and knows that. 
<clears throat> but kids are the most intuitive creatures on the earth, so they can see through your bullshit. So even though I've never gotten angry at her or, you know, um, I, yeah, discipline her, but I never, like, you know, snap at her or anything mm. like that, although I've always kept it cool like that, they mm. can see through it. Oh, yeah. Dad, what's wrong? Yeah. Like, How do you like, know? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good. And she goes, oh, you upset, Dad? My dad, no, dad's always happy. Fuck, yeah. what the fuck she's seeing, you know? That, yeah. that, and that started stressing me out. Yeah. Or, you know, I'd go to kindy, um, and there, there was a couple of times, I'd say over the time of this, over a three-week period, there was, I think, two or three times where I turned up and she wasn't, she was just kind of like, oh, hey, and she kind of like kept playing. Usually she runs straight in my arms. Mm. You know, my parents are like, oh, no, kids do that. I'm like, no. Mm. She's always so fucking happy to see me. What the fuck is going on? Mm. <clears throat> they pick up on your energy. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and, and now... You know, as I said, like I, I've always, people always say, no, nah, but you're a good dad. You know, you, you take her out of Wet and Mild and, you know, Tambourine Mountain, Byron. I, I take it, well, I do heaps of shit with her every weekend. But just because you're there doesn't mean you're present. Yeah, that's it. You know? and, I've been there before. And the anxiety yeah. factor of living in the future or the depression of living in the past, where mm. I just find that when I'm journaling, I'm doing all this stuff for myself and I'm, I'm grateful for every day that I'm alive and I'm sitting there, I'm walking around. I just, I just say to myself while I'm driving, I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck your life's good. Yeah. You and feel grounded. Yeah, it, it takes you back to grounded. Do you do that? Like, is that something you you just naturally do? Or is it something you've taught yourself to do? Like, just every once in a while, just go, fuck your I've, life's great. I've, I've always talked to myself, yeah. but what I've learned is is how to G myself up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fuck yeah, you're doing well, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you, you know? Like, and, and, talk to and, yourself and, like you might talk to someone else. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was talking to myself yeah. like a heart of it. Like, I, I used to, because a lot of clients come to me because I'm an asshole, right? I'm, I'm, I'm straight up. I'm not going to lie to you. If you look like shit, I'm going to fucking tell you. Yeah. But I was using that to myself, but because it was on myself, I was being more hardcore on myself when really it was just more hate towards myself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas a coach, I was always with clients and I'd say, like, if something happened or whatever and, and something was legit, I'd say, look, it's all right. I'll show them compassion. With yeah. me, no compassion. Mm. Do you know what's crazy about that whole thing with that whole self-love and that? It actually, in the science perspective, it even has a change on our hormone profile. Like the actual self-love thing and increases oxytocin activity. And oxytocin is the most anabolic of the hormones. So we always talked about androgens being the ones mm. that are going to build the muscle. But oxytocin actually is the most potent at building the new fascia infrastructure. Wow. So you can actually build more muscle. Even um, Trenbolone, for example, they looked about it being one of the most androgenic anabolic steroids actually has 50 times the amount of oxytocin activity as it does androgen activity. No way, really. And I think that's it. So that whole self-love and um, very, very important to offset some of the negative aspects of androgens, but the oxytocin is the most anabolic. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is if you love yourself more and you give out more love, you're going to be more jacked. Pretty much, yeah. Cool. Well, dude, it's yeah. Co coincidence. That's what's happened. Like, right. yeah, I've brought <laughs> yeah. up muscle groups now that I've been trying to bring up for ages. Yeah, wow. I couldn't bring up my legs for ages, and now they've caught back up to when I was when I was younger. You know, like, um, <clears throat> yeah, you're right, man. Like, I, any of your clients, like especially female clients with polycystic ovarian syndrome and that, they got too much androgens. If you can teach them how to self love and teach them to learn how to get into that oxytocin stuff. It can offset a lot of the androgen. Well, that, that, that's what I'm implementing on my, all my new base clients now, you know, yeah. and, and they're getting more regular periods and they're, they're, everything's kind of set in a better routine for themselves. Yeah. Um, and they just think it's a diet. And I'm like, no, it's, it's, your, it's your lifestyle, you know. And the problem is, like, we always say, you know, people, people get caught up because they go, oh, your chain of thought, what you're manifesting is what you want. It's like, no, it's not what you want. It's what you believe. Mm. Right? It's what, yeah. you, what you believe is what's, what's going on. And, as I said, that's why I just I remind myself. I always be driving. If I look at my journal, I, you know, I've got you guys on my list, so I'll cross that off when I leave, and then I'll go to Riggs after this and do my cold water therapy. I'll cross that off. And that, that's what I mean. Like when I'm on, on the ball with things and it's only 10 o'clock in the morning, I've done six things for the day already, really won the day. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Keep, yeah, keep yeah, pushing. Yeah, yeah I, keep pushing. What else can you do? You I, know? Had, I had this thought the other night. I was sitting there and I was just like, and when I was competing full time, hardcore, every day, for 10 years and then there were some times where I thought I, I was told you know just to stop and smell the roses for a bit and just sit back and and have a think about what you've achieved and sometimes I did it after the CrossFit Games I'd be staring at my ceiling at 2am because I can't sleep after the CrossFit Games at all thinking there saying pat on the back didn't get the result I wanted but pat on the back anyway well done I don't know if I really believed it or not whether I was patting my back just to because someone told me I should but I was sitting there the other night and I had a wicked day it was a 
fucking phenomenal day. I was stoked with it. Everything kind of just went bang, 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 same thing. Ticking my things off the list. I got a bunch of stuff done before midday. And then things just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to take half an hour. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to be like, fuck, everything's going so well. Good on you. Well done. And you are so pinpoint. Maddie and I talk about this all the time. But the type of frequency we're putting off on a daily basis, especially being here on the Gold Coast, changed so much for me. But that type of frequency that we're putting off and we're trying to spread as much happiness and joy and pull, you know, put smiles on people's faces on a daily basis, make someone's day on a daily basis. It's just coming back around and it makes you feel fucking great. It's, it's, it's the thing of paying it forward too. Like you're not expecting anything in return. No. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Doing yeah. it, doing it. I went to the fucking gym after the first day you said to me about the speedos thing. I'm walking, I'm like, girls, hey, sit down. Well, the girls at work, I got something really cool. And they're like, oh, what is it? I'm like, Came out of the surf this morning. I got approached to be a fucking swimmer model, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt yes. good. Yeah. yeah. And then my fucking energy that I got from you, then I related onto the team because oh, in yeah. a good mood. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, and, and that's 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 what I mean. Like, you, when you're doing things out of passion, uh, that's why I love I love the saying of paying it forward. You're not expecting anything in return. No, yeah. You want those people that you help and teach or make better in whatever way it is. Go out and tell ten people about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, do the same. Do the same for them. Don't mm. expect anything back. And then those those other ten people go out. You know, I I love that trait of paying it forward. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's why I love these podcasting and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's always be, been the biggest highlight. Yeah, for Maddie, this was a this this podcast is you know when we first sat down to talk about fiber, which we rarely talk about on the pod, yeah. which is which is cool, which is exactly what we want. But the idea when we first got into chatting about this matt said to me he goes we like i have so much information built and backed up in this brain that it cannot be held at ransom for only the people that can afford to come and pay for a consult mm. but if we can put it through the podcast and we can touch a bunch of people's lives through the pod and maybe just give them one thing to work on maybe one foundational piece that's helped us or one foundational piece that's helped you that you said today that someone's going to listen and go you know what Maybe I will just journal for five minutes of an evening and that changes the outlook on the, the whole entire day the next day. Fucking great, we've won. We've done a good thing. That's yeah. it. Yeah, That's all we, wanted, what, all we wanted to do with the pod. Yeah. It's, um, as I said, like you have your own little goals and things to um, you know, search for that fulfilment. And that's where I find um, I've never, although I'm a pro bodybuilder and I've been in the bodybuilding scene, um, it's pretty easy to tell that I don't really like bodybuilders. <laughs> I don't like you won't really see me hang out with bodybuilders um, as a whole um, <coughs> because I've always thought they're in it for the wrong reasons it's a lot of self-validation a lot of insecurities where for me bodybuilding the discipline of things kept me out of trouble mm. yeah well. um, that's why competing for me I've never really actually cared about mm. yeah right eh? you know um, I was just did it and I was good at it you know, yeah. there was a time in my life where I was like, yeah, you know, but now I look at it, I'm like, man, it's the best I've ever looked. Yeah. Ever. Wow. Everyone thinks I'm getting ready for a show, but as I said, I'm not trying. But, you know, what, what, what it comes back down to, my point is that, you know, when it comes to, you know, working for something and creating discipline and um, then obviously going on and helping others, you're putting yourself first. That's why I think, you know, building a physique um, is the first step for your manifestation as far as, working hard for something and seeing it the result for yourself. Mm. Yeah. And then the discipline and factor. Owning it, literally. Owning yeah, and, it. And, and the discipline <laughs> factor then comes in and says there is some things, as I said, like, you know, there's there's a lot of mornings where I don't want to wake up and do my morning routine or go to the gym and train legs this morning at 4 a.m. Yeah. Mm. You know, I would like to sleep in, you know. Um, so you do have that discipline factor as well. But then when it comes to you wanting to buy a house and there's certain hoops you've got to jump through, mm. oh, fuck, I'll just do it, you know. Yeah. If I want to start a business, yeah. if I want to work on my relationship or work on time with my daughter, mm. Yeah, there's some tedious things that you got to do that you don't really want to do sometimes, but you do it, you know. So that, that's where I kind of got a lot of things from um, bodybuilding. And that's where I'm trying to teach people, myself as a coach, is not so – and that's why, like, a lot of my coaching clients aren't really competitors. Sure, I always have a team that I bring into a set of shows and they always do really well. But I'd say 80% of my clients are more people like, like us now, business owners, a lot of dads, mm. um, a lot of females lost in their kind of um, attraction and where they want to go and, you know, that, that kind of turning point in my life. And that was the missing link for me, that holistic side. And then when I see it now, it's so funny when you see it for yourself, you see people and say, they open their mouth and talk and you're like, you cut them off. You're like, are you going to say this, this and this? Oh, fuck, how'd you know it? That was me. 
Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So then I, then, I, then I can be really hard on them and say, look, I know you're talking shit. I know you're fucking depressed, blah, blah, blah. And I, when I finish it, I say, because that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything I'm saying is actually directed at me, not so much you. So, yeah. you know, uh, you can kind of call them out on their bullshit, you know, which I wish someone did to me. But, you know, um, now I get to come come through and give that back to people, you know. And that's, as I said, I go to bed every night now so happy that I'm influencing people for the right reason. It's not just something two-dimensional like a diet and a training plan. That That's amazing. Right? So, that is amazing. So you've changed all these aspects of your life, bringing this holistic stuff, which massive effects onto your central nervous system and the vagus nerve tone and all that sort of stuff that helps to control your gut. You've made significant changes to your diet as well. Yeah, so when you and I sat down, you, you know... I hope my, sur- my specialist doesn't hear this podcast, but I had no fucking idea what Crohn's was, man. Yeah. I thought it was like cancer-related. You're like, no, nah, it's not. And you, yeah. you like, you explained everything to me. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I've got to look for this, look out for that, whatever. Um, and just through kind of trial and error, then I did some more research and just kind of went down my own path, looked at a few things. Um, and then the other thing too, obviously, when I announced I had Crohn's, Every man his dog comes out and says, oh, I've got Crohn's. My sister's got Crohn's. My, my, my friend's boyfriend has Crohn's. So many people fucking Crazy have it, problem, right? Yeah. Hey? So common. Yeah. I don't realise how many people yeah. have it. Just for the listeners, yeah. um, do we want to elaborate a little bit? Because I would like to know a little bit more about it. I've got, had some friends that have had it, but yeah. give us a lowdown on what exactly is happening in the body well, with Crohn's. So basically, it's an autoimmune condition. So what's happened is 80% of our immune system lives on the gut wall. Um, it decides what's happening through the body's priorities. Um, the immune system might sample something. Now, with Crohn's, it typically samples a small protein-based antigen, which means the triggers for Crohn's might be an infection, like a bacteria or typically a fungus or something like that, or that combined with some protein, specific protein foods and that sort of stuff. The immune system then gets confused and tries to attack it, and in doing so, attacks the gut lining. And as it does that, it just releases so much inflammation so much mucus and, and swelling and that sort of stuff that just compromises all the digestion and makes it so that your actual microbes are more likely to actually um, ferment the food, creating more slime, creates a bit of a vicious cycle of fermentation and immune reactivity. And, and, and is it painful? Meant to be. I, the reason why mine was so dangerous and why I got put in a hospital and everything like that, I, I don't have any sides. Interesting. Yeah. But my only sides are obviously... I shit in heaps mm. and it's soft but again you just think because you eat yeah. so much food it's training hard and training hard yep. you just think oh it's just a normal thing no reason to get checked out mm. so yeah they find, kind of found mine by accident mm. um, but again controlling my stress levels because I think Crohn's has a big thing to do with stress Massive. you know yep. so again working on my holistic health the, the stress levels um, and then um, as I kind of researched looked at a few things Eliminated a lot of things out of my diet. Um, I kind of naturally fell into like that carnivore realm. Mm-hmm. And um, I did that for about a month or so because I wasn't training anyway and that's no carbs. So it kind of just worked out well for me. And then I just started introducing things from that. Um, various carbohydrates like sweet potato and rice and obviously to help me train. and They sit yeah. well with you? Yeah, like really well. Cool. You know, like so now it, it, it's it's not hard for me. That's why Crohn's as well is kind of, when I had that surgery, it's a blessing in disguise because it forces me now to stay on a diet and not veer away from it. Um, and being a hardcore bodybuilder for so many years where you get ready for a show and eat fish and greens, mm. you know, I like my steak and eggs. So it, it works well for me, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's not hard for me to eat that. It's yeah. great. You know what I mean? So... Uh, if, if it's kind of like you know, if someone said, "What's the one food you could eat for the rest of your life?" Well, I mean, for me, I've always liked that, so mm. I go ahead and eat it. So, you know, and then since then, you know, like it's funny because the drugs that I've been told to take, and everyone says, "Oh, you know, don't take these drugs." They tell you to take, you know, you feel like shit and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's true. I feel like shit." Yeah. So I started just kind of being a little bit more carnivore bias with the foods that I that I eat. Um, and then I go get my tests and stuff, and they're like, oh, your Crohn's are starting to lower a little bit. You know, drugs are working. I'm like, oh, are they? Yeah, drugs are working. I don't fucking take them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that so. carnivore thing, so with that carnivore strategy, so with that Crohn's, when I said the microbes that can trigger the immune reaction, most of those things are living in the lower part of the intestine, you know, right down into the large intestine towards the end. And so typically what happens is the foods that are most likely to ferment 
and the foods that are still available for the bugs at that lower part of the bowel are typically complex carbs. Mm. So most Correct. people, when they get gut problems, they go to the specialist and they say, just go on a bland diet, you know, just live on rice or, you know, that's sweet potatoes. That's what he said to me, yeah. Yeah, and you're sitting there, well, that's pretty much all I eat. Um, and I said that to you, remember? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then they basically, you're, the foods, so what happens is, those complex carbs are making it down to the lower part of the bowel, which is feeding the bugs and allowing them to ferment it. That keeps the vicious cycle going. At any moment, whenever you don't know what's happening in bowels, so any naturopaths or any coaches or anything out there, if you don't know what to do, the first way to break the cycle is we avoid all complex carbs for a short period of time. And it's crazy. So you can either, you take away all what is perceived to be a healthy food or a bland food or a high fiber food, because you want to take away the complex carbs to starve the bugs, stop them fermenting everything and making the slime to let the immune system to back off. So you can do that by switching carnivore where you're not getting the complex carbs. Or for the plant eaters, they basically got to go high fat but avoid the complex carbs. Glucose, for example, this is what's so stupid about it. In intensive care when you go and everything's really bad and they put you in some tube or something to feed you, in that, they basically use canola oil, glucose, and then an amino acid blend with some vitamins. And so the, main the worst combination you can have worst for Worst things it. you could ever imagine. But all of a sudden, your gut settle down. And the main reason why is because the glucose gets absorbed so quickly, there's no sugars in the lower part of the bowel, mm. and then the whole process slows down. Yeah, so that's why I did, <coughs> I did have some carbs around training, which was cyclic dextrin, because I looked up on that. That passes through the fastest out of all those kind of carb powders. Um, so that's been a really good alternative. And again, like I'm learning things that I use with my clients now, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the only really kind of carb I did. And then I did that for about, yeah, two months, say right up to Christmas, over Christmas. And then I tested myself because I went away for Christmas in my family. And the week I was down there, I'm like, fuck it, I'm, it's Christmas. I'm going to eat and drink yeah. and see what happens. Didn't get any flare-ups or anything like that. Everything was Great. good. Great. Um, which I went back on my diet, obviously, when I got back and everything yeah. like that. And then, yeah, as in the last probably month or so, that's where I started to put a little bit of Bryce post-workout, just see what would happen. Yeah. Nothing really changed, you know. Started adding a bit of sweet potato later in the day. Nothing really changed. Um, and then I started using, like, uh, kefir yogurts in with my shakes and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's now I'm shitting the first time normal in... 10 years, wow. 15 years. Wow. Like and that's the postbiotic compounds. That's what I love about these things. So they actually go through and ferment the foods, ferment the sugars out of the foods, convert those sugars into these things called short-chain fatty acids. And those short-chain fatty acids are the actual fuel for your gut lining. So they're the preferred fuel to heal up your gut lining. So as soon as you go into those postbiotic-style fermented foods, you're going to get those. And the problem also with these any of these inflammatory bowel disorders is once you lose that microbiome coating because of all that immune activity, then when you do eat those foods, normally in a healthy gut, you eat those fibre, they convert to short-chain fatty acids, which is direct fuel to heal your guts. If you've got the wrong bugs there, totally makes the wrong compounds that triggers an immune reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we change that over with things like those fermented foods you use, and it's genius. One of the other things, man... Um, new research showing on things like citrulline. So you know how like citrulline, we always supplement with citrulline. Pre-workout yeah, yeah, pre-workout to make arginine as a vasodilator mm-hmm. um, and then get maximal pump. You know, so that way it's great for bodybuilders to swell up that fascia, get more leverage and lift more, more power, that sort of stuff, but also for muscle growth. Um, they've worked out in recent times because there was all these papers sh- talking about um, athletes when they travel getting upset gut or people with infections and things or people when they had bowel surgery they can use citrulline low dose citrulline regularly and actually stop the muscle damage and the muscle loss from gut inflammation they wow. even did this one study where they bathed the body with lipopolysaccharide which again is the bacterial cell walls from even the good guys but just shows if you've got a leaky gut wall you get inflammation that can destroy your muscle citrulline was shown to stop that and the way it does it is citrulline kind of sits in between glutamine and arginine yeah so what happens is our glutamine lives in our gut and our glutamine keeps that gut um nice and tight so you don't have as much permeability yep but glutamine converts to citrulline and citrulline converts to arginine so when we're training a lot when we're stressed when we're trying to tell our brain our body needs the muscles full of blood for you know survival aspects it actually strips all the glutamine. The more muscle you got and the more va- vascular yeah. you got, 
the more glutamine gets stripped from your gut to feed the citrulline to make sure you've got adequate arginine. Yeah, right. So okay. you can fight stress. Makes sense. So when people are doing like eight and ten grams of citrulline as a pre-workout, they're designed to be doing it, you know, just once in a blue moon. You wanna you don't take anything, let's take a pre-workout today, yeah, yeah. put you into the gym and see how your bench press is compared to a guy without citrulline. Yeah. Pretty irrelevant for most studies, but when you do the low dose, like I'm only talking one or two grams a day, which is more likely what you get through your diet when you're eating a healthy Correct, diet. Yeah, yeah. And that just keeps this buffer. It's almost like a buffer level between the glutamine and arginine. So if you need your gut healing, then you've got the glutamine for it. But if you need the vasodilation, it can, can go that way. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's another, there's so many cool little tricks like that we can get into. And <laughs> citrulline, we're looking at high level citrulline in watermelon. Yeah, yeah, watermelon. Actually, the, the citrulina, that's the botanical name for watermelon. <laughs> That, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's in watermelon. Heaps in the watermelon peel. So not so much in the bit that we're Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Interesting. So um, I think we all share a common sporting background. We all played rugby back in the day. Yeah. We all played a bit of football. Yeah. Um, have you always been athletic? Have you always done stuff outside or is something that Yeah, so when I... It's funny, I coached my first coach now. I was talking on the phone last <laughs> night. Right. <laughs> Um, that's cool that's and I said to him man I said dude like he's from America he's at the time he's a big black dude from America and um so I said last night last night I said dude you don't remember this because he's 60 now do you know Eric McIntyre no I don't think Mick so. and stuff no I don't know him and um back in the day 100 kgs and I was like you know 80 kilos I'm like he's a big dude you know and um yeah he was just staring at me in the gym and Pretty intimidating kind of guy, <laughs> and um, yeah, and he, he's like, "You're strong," and I just walked past him because I'm like, "Fuck, he's talking to the guy behind me," you know. I was only 17, yeah, but I was trying to get bigger because I took a year off, yep. you know, for footy because I was a late developer. I always played it up at age, and um, yeah, I mean, like he came to me, he's like, you know, do this, do that, whatever. I'll I'll take your bodybuilding. You'll go really well. And I said to him last night on the phone when I consulted with him, I said, "Dude, you know, just don't you remember, I said to you, if I ever make the Olympia stage, I'm gonna buy you a ticket." Cause it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing yeah. what I'm doing right now, you know. So um, that's how I got into bodybuilding. But before that, it was all football, and I was trying to get bigger for football, or whatever. But I didn't have the balls, mm. you know. Like I, I was a good player, mm. um, but I'd play better, you know, in the backyard or run rings around everyone. But yeah. when it came to like a big event or something, I'd choke. Yeah, okay. yeah right. Um, and I couldn't handle the criticism from coaches when they say, you know, you fucked up or whatever. Yeah. Take it real personal. Yeah. Cry about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. That's why when I got the opportunity to be a bodybuilder from a dude that I respected in the gym, I'm like, man, this is my kind of last chance to really represent and do something cool with it. Because yeah. I knew I had it. I knew I have, I knew I had the ability to do something great in a sport. I just wanted to always represent a country yeah. in a sport, you know, and, Love football, but I just I just knew I didn't yeah I just didn't have the balls for it you know yeah. like I, I was a good That's player. Good, you changed though because I had the same fear of failure and stuff like that to the point that I wouldn't even try. I would I went to, towards the Matty, drugs I, I and would, alcohol. I, I would overanalyze. You know, I would overanalyze. I was yeah. too, you know, like you, you you figure out plays or what you have to do, and it was just you know you always play your best when you're natural. You know, like yeah. you look you look at the guys that play now and some of these freaks that come out that you know I used to verse and young guys coming out now and they're just playing their natural game like they play in the backyard mm. yeah yeah exactly you know? and, and that's with most sports yeah. you know what i mean like and um when you try and become too technical and then you you're not thinking about your natural game mm. that's what so i fucked myself yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. that's why when it came down the bodybuilding route i'm like look i just gotta let someone else take the reins and, and he was a hard ass too you know he was you know hey man how's you doing don't ask me how i'm going you've you got a show coming up yeah you know? so right. i was like oh Cool. Right, okay, sweet. But you know, because I, I, I had a bit of it from football, I could, I could, um, I could cop it from him. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So real straight down the line kind of dude. And yeah, now the way I talk to him now, like he's like, "Oh, how are you going?" And I'm like, "Don't ask me how I'm going. <laughs> We're talking about your show on season B." And he's like, "Oh, you had a bad day." I said, "No, don't you remember when you said that to me when I was a kid?" You know, I love that. That is fucking <laughs> that cool. Is awesome. yeah, so in terms of like when you were. Do you, do you remember any of the stat? I know people people love metrics, people love stats. Back when you were like 18 to 20, do you know what you were benching back in the day, squatting back in the day, deadlifting back in the day? I was always a pretty strong dude. Yeah. Um, I think I started I started my bodybuilding journey 17, 18. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I could probably hit a one rep max, like a 140 bench, 
Wow. That's that's pretty impressive. One one eighty two hundred kilo squat mm. for one rep back then. Yep. Um, didn't really deadlift because I didn't know how. Yep. But then, like, if you talk about my my PB numbers, yeah. you know, like I was before I started tearing my pecs because you know again you think barbell bench is the best thing to grow your chest. Oh, what, you know, what is it? What is the best thing to grow your chest? Don't ask me because I got a small chest. <laughs> 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 but again, that that just comes from just ego lifting when I was younger. Like I always had good form, but sure. yeah. you watch a lot. Of, like, I used to love watching Ronnie Coleman and all that. So you're like, oh, you got a barbell bench press. But you know, it's funny. Like I look back at say my last Arnold's prep from my last show four years ago. It's, yeah, four years ago. Shit. And um, I was training the house down. Yeah, I was six plates squatting aside, eight reps. Wow. Bench pressing four plates aside for reps, deadlifting seven plates. This is like two, three weeks out too. Yep. Yeah, well, like not fucking around. I'm, but I'll, I'll be walking in with a, you know, a jarred fucking QL, and I'm like, fuck, just push through it. You know, you got a yeah. pro show. Yeah. You've got some Rolly Winkler and Dexter Jackson, these guys you look up to as, as a kid. Yeah. You know, you got to fucking step up, man. You know, so yeah. I push through it, but my legs are twice the size of what they were back then. Yeah. Uh, barbell squat. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's just shit like that where you just you you learn. You, I, I had to do that kind of stuff as far as all the the, the meathead lifts. Because, um, yeah, I guess they kind of set a foundation for strength. They more set you a foundation for the mindset of what you have to put into a set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you come up and you come for that sixth rep on a barbell squat and you, you're shaking Shake like it. that and the dude's like, fucking one more, mm. you know, and you're like, fuck, I'm going to rip a quad out here, but I'll just fucking do it, fuck it, you know? <laughs> but although it was quite stupid, I don't suggest people to do that. I don't, I don't regret any of it because even with all my pec tears and shit, because now that intensity, mm. I now apply it smart into how I train now so with tempo work and intensity techniques and um, you know my shift change and form and exercise selection with my body's mechanics as well yeah that's you know uh, I mean? so interesting you say that because that's exactly the mentality that I have with it there have been some times where I was like probably shouldn't push this lift but I'm going to anyway I'm going to mm. do it and you know what I, I got through unscathed luckily but there were some times where I was like you know what this is just going up regardless whether I like it or not it's going to go up mm. and then now but I put all of those learning and journey and experience practices now into play and then when people ask me the question of what's my next move to get to here to get to here to get to here I have such a better understanding of what's required and I can give them my personal experience and they don't have to make the mistakes I made and they can just you can just bump them a step ahead for them not yeah. for you but for them and, you know, I think those experiences you kind of need. You can't tell someone a particular outcome because it might be different from them. But you've got to let them make their mistakes. But if you can, uh, if you can navigate them across a, a pathway that's going to allow them to be better without making detrimental effects where they're going to be taking mm. a fucking year off the gym because they fucked their back, then that's a good thing, right? Well, yeah, that's what I say to people. Like, you know, like a, I got young guys and they're like, oh, yeah, here's a video. And they send me a video like a one rep max on bench. I'm like, don't fucking do that, you know. <laughs> and I rip them in hard for it because... I said, dude, like, I get it, and you can hit it. That's great. You know, it's like me when I hit my first four-plate bench press. Hmm. Did about four reps, you know, and it's good. It's a good feeling. You know, everyone stops in the gym. They look at you. It's your ego boost, you know. Hmm. But also the following week, I'd go for five, and I'd, I'd get a light strain on my pec, and I'm out for four to six weeks. Yeah. And then you don't you don't train really for eight because your confidence is down. Yeah. If you do that three or four times a year, you're not training your chest for six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I say to them, you know. They, they go, what's the fastest way to grow? Don't get injured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Consistency. That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the number one thing we talk about. And that's with anyone comes and says, hey, I want to go to the CrossFit Games or I want to go to Nationals. It's like, cool. Yeah. What's the number one piece of advice I'd give to anyone? It's like, man, if you can chop wood and carry water and do the basics very well every sing single day and be the most consistent athlete on a daily basis all year round for the next two, three, four years, you'll be probably elite in whatever the fuck you do. That is it. Simple yeah. as that. Animal studies. Like I read a lot about the farming stuff that you learn a lot about nutrition by the carcass qualities yeah, yeah. of animals through farming but one of the ways that the biggest problem with um maximizing the amount of muscle that they've got on a beast <laughs> is basically by stopping gut inflammation so when they do the feed lots and all the manipulation into the feed is all about stopping periods of gut inflammation or um, infection that actually compromises their ability to feed and they lose more muscle by actually having an inflamed gut and the biggest innovation for farming now is they actually fortifying foods with things like butyrate. And butyrate's actually a short-chain fatty acid that's made from the gut bugs 
that wow. makes the actual gut lining. So that no, seems cool. Yeah, so they're in fortifying the animal's food with butyrate to actually maintain their gut lining, and they're finding that that's doing more towards building muscle mass and everything as well. They even found the butyrate activates satellite cell migration, so you do get more muscle hypertrophy as well because you're in a better, safer spot to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's wow. interesting. Yeah. Even heat shock yeah. and everything, they found the short-chain fatty acid stops the animals that are exposed to extreme heat stress and everything like that from losing muscle as well. Oh, so that's something I like to oh, And that's just gut. That stuff is made. It's found in dairy and stuff like that, um, but it's also made out of the fibre um, from your, your microbiome feeding on fibre. Well, that's, oh, fuck, that's cool, man. Yeah, so if you've got the bugs and if you've got a gut lining to utilise it, mm. you know. <laughs> so so from, from where you were bodybuilding, say, four years ago to where it is now... There's been some some changes in terms of the classes that have been popping up. There is a new. Is there a new class? I've seen. Is it classic? Classic physique. Has yeah. that always been a part of it, or is that something new? And um, it's it's a it's a newer division. Yeah. Okay. And, um, What's that? What is that more? What is that more looking for in terms of what we would see, like you know, in the Ronnie Coleman phase? Or yeah. So bodybuilding itself, obviously, they're freaks, freaks of nature. You know, um, where classic is bringing back like the. Yeah, it's Schwarzenegger look. Yeah, mm. okay. The more athlete, large but athletic. At yeah, the same like time. like I said, like this, they they get a height and weight ratio they have to stick to. Okay, yeah, okay. Where the open guys like me, they just get big and as yeah. big as possible, big and ugly. You know, because yeah, there are yeah. people like Jay Cutler and Phil Heath and like yeah, yeah, even exactly. Clark Greens and those guys kind of created that era with. It's just massive. Like and the thing is, like I I love it all. Don't get me yeah, wrong, I, yeah. I love the shit. But yeah, me myself, um, classic physique appeals to someone like me because I'm a very aesthetic guy. You're kind of fighting against your genetics, where I'm. It's, you're it's taller. Hard. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, because well, yeah. people don't realize, pro bodybuilders, a tall pro bodybuilder, they're five eight. Yeah. Big, wow. Big Remy's like wow. comes up to here. It's so yeah. funny actually when you stand. He says he's six foot two, but he's only he's not. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's <laughs> not. Yeah. Man, he looks tall as shit. Yeah. No, they, they 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 all look big because they're all the same height. Mm. Yeah. But like when I walked backstage, my first pro show, I knew I was going to be small, so I was about one hundred eight peeled you know i'm like i just i knew i was i'm like it's gonna be shredded because they're gonna be way bigger than me whatever but i'm sitting out the back i was the first one there excited you know pumping up look back and they come out and they're all fucking midgets yeah yeah wow and i'm like oh shit i reckon this might be all right but as soon as they take the gear off you're like oh fuck <laughs> fuck good. this you they know look good so <laughs> hey i was just thinking too when we're talking about classic and talking about arnie and all that, remember that era of that like 80s 90s and all that sort of stuff with the bodybuilding that's my favorite was, yeah was wicked but also Man, when you watch those old videos and stuff like that, and a lot of these guys used to train together. Like they'd all be in there, they'd be like firing each other up. That oxytocin thing you were talking about before about that the fun, just that love and stuff. Because a lot of bodybuilders will train alone, or they'll train with one dude, and there's a lot of angst and aggression and stuff like that. But back in that heyday, when they're down at like that. Go to the beach and tan after yeah, and eat, eat yeah, together man. and train together. Yeah, because when you go over there um, and you go to that, that fireman breakfast yeah. place, and it was the old, the original, or the, the Venice, Gold's Gym. Venice. Yeah, Venice Beach, but not the original where they were. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, but it's just that vibe and everyone in there. And you got people like Charles Glass walking around, making everyone feel amazing. And, dude, that's why, <laughs> for me, when I started my own gym, I, that's what I wanted to recreate. I wanted to kind of recreate um, a good atmosphere where people feed off each other. And that's why I don't really like bodybuilders as, as, as a whole because they, they talk shit about each other. It's like, dude, you know what the most embarrassing thing is? You see them call each other out on Instagram and Facebook and you're like, man, it's not what, what the about. fuck? Like, mm. And then they go, yeah, yeah, we'll settle it. We'll settle on a stage. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you wear a fucking G-string and yeah. fake tan and you're going to yeah. flex your muscles to see who's more of a fucking man. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? And it's such subjective <laughs> judging are, are, like, anyway. are you kidding me? And you yeah. hate each other because this guy down the front thought I looked better than you. Yeah. So you hate me because of that? Yeah. What the fuck? And this is that, all based on some dodgy photos that and, someone's and, and, and that's why. And that's why, <laughs> that's why I've never... Yeah, of course you don't. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that either. Um, Karen. You know, <laughs> so, you know, like for me, like that's why bodybuilders, for me, I don't really hang out with them because it's just like when you sit down with them, it's always macros and gear and training and fucking shut up. Like talk to me about your fucking kids or your, your yeah. life. Like what's, mm. what's going on? Like it's so, um, you know, two-dimensional, yeah. you know, where for me, I love training and dieting just as the, as the lifestyle itself because it helps me doing what I, what I do, right? 
So when I kind of wanted to recreate my gym, that's that's the vibe I wanted to have. I wanted people that I don't care if you're some fat middle-aged fucking mum coming in to train. You shouldn't be intimidated by someone like me because we're all training hard, you know. Yeah. Like and um, yeah, the the direction of of the the fundamentals and the benefits of bodybuilding is lost. Mm. It's very very short-sighted. Very uh, you know for short-term validation. You know, yeah. a lot of insecurities, you know. and Only as good as your last trophy or your last placing or dude, something like, like that. Dude, like, and that's why I've started to realise, you know, like, I won all these shows as an amateur and I breezed through it. Like, I turned pro in three years. Um, I got off of my pro card when I was still, it was my first year out of juniors. I said no because I didn't win the overall, but I still got offered to me anyway. Um, I never had fulfilment out of winning those shows. Mm. You know, I never... I'd always be like, oh, yeah. you know, And that was a really hard era where I came through and mm. turned pro too. And these, these top guys that I beat, guys I look up to. And um, I did it easy. No one really challenged me. And um, it, it didn't – it wasn't satisfying. Like I, get, I, I was getting more satisfaction out of seeing getting you ready for a show, you know, and you win it, you know, and you're so happy coming. I was like, fuck, yeah, you won it. Like, how yeah. good's that? You know, yeah. like I'd get more out of that. Where yeah. with me, it was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, and that's where, as I said, like, you know, a lot of bodybuilders love to talk about themselves. I'm a private dude, mm. you know, mm. and I like um, I like a lifestyle. I like going out and doing things. I like to look good. I like to go out and be spontaneous and all this kind of stuff and, and, cool. and, and keep a healthy, balanced lifestyle so I can do stuff for my daughter. Mm. You yeah. know, I want to look good for my daughter so when she looks back, she goes, oh, yeah, my dad was jacked. That's cool, you know. Yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, like, I still want to be able to go do stuff and not be restricted and be like, oh, shit, you know. It's like it's not as complex as what they have to make it out and become. I think too much of anything mm. becomes toxic. You know, if you've got a missus and you're hanging around with her 24 7, it's going to be fucking toxic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> bodybuilding's the same. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's it's super interesting. And I found that so much as well. It's like you're trying to find the balance with such an unbalanced s- state that you're in, trying to be the best in whatever you're going to do. It's like when I was training for the CrossFit Games, there was it was selfish, it was. Um, so self-centered there was no balance whatsoever and you had to be okay with being misunderstood by absolutely everybody and that can only last so long Mm. you can only put up with so long and you can only ask your loved ones to put up with that for so long until you have to say you know what i'm going to take a back seat and now i train on a daily basis i enjoy it but it's not my first priority it's like probably three or four down the line but i still make it as part of my foundational piece that i do on a daily basis Mm -hmm. because it grounds me and it makes me smarter for the rest of the day to put that into work business relationships networking having a good time and for maddie and i and this is probably goes for you too that whatever we do we said this at the beginning when we first got together and he first stitched me up and told me to come meet him down at the burley pub for a business meeting and then i decided Good to move track. to the gold coast half an hour later he's going for home in the gold coast <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those magic days like a catwalk he told me the uh he told me the story about this yeah that's <laughs> fucked and but no it's actually it's like absolute blessing because it's it's turned into something that is, you know, firing up and making me jump out of bed at half four in the morning every day. It just fired up to get after it. And I love that. But I want other people to be like that too. I want them to feel the joy and excitement that I get as well. And the biggest thing for me is doing all these things is just, like you said, you get so much satisfaction out of not only fulfilling yourself, um, which has to come first because if you're if you're no good to yourself, you're no good to anyone. But then also putting that joy and smile on someone up, somebody else's face at the same time. And if we can do that, we're fucking kicking goals. Um, but yeah, just I guess tacking on from that, um, where do you see yourself in say like the next six to twelve months? You, you plan on getting back on stage, or you just yeah, having a good, good question. time doing what it's, you're doing? Um, I know you're a private guy. Yeah, I was talking to Eric last night. You know, my my first coach that I, that I coached now, right? So. He's like, you know, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, you, you're looking amazing. It's the best I've seen you. I'm like, yeah, everyone says the same thing. Uh, um, I think I'm going to do something at the end of the year. Cool, cool. Um, I, the good thing is how I'm sitting right now, I'd only need six weeks to get ready for a show instead of 20. Great. Yeah. So I'm just going to let my body keep responding. I guess my the reason why I can't answer it is because classic physique i've got to be 109 on stage my last show was 120 i was about to say that mm. i was going to say how so much if i was to get ready for a show right now i'm sitting at 127 i'd probably come in 122 123 mm. so i have to lose a lot of muscle mass mm. um, but at the same time if i had to verse the big boys for my height you know i'd probably need to come in on stage 125 plus 
which wouldn't be too hard for me to get to. It just takes a bit more time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess that's – I'm just kind of in that little bit of a halfway point. Sure. Yeah, At the end of the day, still though, I've still got to perfect my physique. There's yeah. areas I've got to bring up my chest and my upper back and hamstrings that I've got to bring up anyway. So even if I was to go downsize to classic physique, you still have to go into a surplus to build those areas mm-hmm. and then you downsize as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't just – downsize certain areas and bring up other areas because you can't grow in a deficit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. regardless, I've just got to keep letting my body grow and just let it respond. It sounds um, like the natural approach is working for you. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what I mean. Like the the training side of things is just all falling in a plan. And I'm, as I said, it's very effortless because while I'm training the house down and eating like an animal and fucking going hard, it's not like, as I said, oh shit, you know, I'm going overboard, I've got to have a meal, or I've got to do this or... You know, it's just happening very easy. So I'm, that's, I'm just letting it happen, you know, and if it keeps going the way it's going, you know, I, I might compete next year. Cool. You know what I mean? But it's funny, like, um, even when I do compete, especially with my family, because this is a very extreme lifestyle, I'm very close with my family, um, I don't tell them that I compete. Yeah. I was a week out from my last Arnold's. Dad's like, shit, you know, you're actually quite lean. You're doing like a show. Yeah, soon. Yeah. <laughs> soon. <laughs> Next yeah. weekend, I fly down to Arnold's and compete in the Arnold's. Do you know what I mean? So, Bella. do you know what I mean? So, um, I don't lie to them. I just, as I said, like, I, sounds like me. Well, <laughs> you know what? Like, you know, when you when you do a sport, uh, which is out of the ordinary too. So it's not like that you're playing the NRL or the AFL. You're doing CrossFit or you do pro bodybuilding. It's um, it's quite out there, and people don't know a lot about it. Um, I can't be fucked explaining it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Fair like, enough. Like, they're not interested in it because they don't follow it they're interested in you and what you makes you happy but i don't want to talk about myself because if you talk about yourself and your success to certain people including family members it just feels like you're fucking bragging mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know i mean so i just relayed the question back like, yeah training's going good. how's how are you going what's, what, you know what's you know and i just yeah. i go back on them because i don't want to talk about myself yeah exactly. you know what i mean I, 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 I like to hear what they're doing i like mm-hmm. to talk to, about what, what they're doing so for me um i don't expect them in my younger years when i first started and i was competing naturally and stuff like that you know, I, th- I was like every other fuckwit bodybuilder. I thought the world had to revolve around me. You know, yeah. like I'm doing it so hard. You should help me. Blah blah. blah. So no, <laughs> yeah. I chose to fucking do this. Yeah. You know, so when I do it, you know, I don't want my daughter to pick up on that I'm tired and hungry or whatever it is. You mm. know what I mean? I don't want my family to look at me and say, "Fuck, you're a bit grumpy at the dinner table." Like, yeah. You know, and that's yeah. how I keep it. And that's how. I, and I just, as I said, as long as you just fit it into your lifestyle, you might some cut some calories, but it's not that fucking hard. It means you, know you don't have to do all those Instagram posts about the sacrifice that you've made leaving Dude, your family don't get me started. <laughs> in the gym. Fuck. The yeah, sacrifice no, that you, you make you know, to you know show. your children. I mean, I, I, I said I turned, I won all my shows and turned pro pretty easy. And um, the only show that kind of did my head in, I was five weeks out from my pro qualifier. And I took five weeks off work thinking I'll take it to like a five-week camp. It was the worst thing I could have done. On Instagram all day, looking at my competitors, looking who's competing, very fuck. Where all my pro shows I did after that, people were like, how are you fucking working 12, 14 hours a day? It's because when you're working, you're keeping busy, mm-hmm. you're distracted from the, mm-hmm. the, the bullshit that's going on in your head. Yeah. You know? So that's what I do now. That's why I guess that's what I'm doing now. The training, bodybuilding side of things. It's not that I've lost passion with it. Yeah, I'm just distracted with all the extra shit that I'm doing now for my business, my daughter, my self work. Right, because that's my priority. Well, making you the best version of yourself. And exactly, then and then the training just kind of falls into place. Yeah, you, know, you said it before. Percent. You know, when your stress levels are down and you're releasing oxytocin. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I think I'm doing. My my body's just going in that kind of right yeah. direction. So, yeah, I think I'm. I've looked at a few shows later in the year. Cool. Like they're, they're, unfortunately, we got to travel mm. being Aussie, you know. Yeah. We, have, we have the Arnold's here, but, you know, we got to travel doing all that. So Deals. Deals. Yeah, so I'll, I'll do a stint. I'll probably go for three, four weeks. I spoke to my ex, who I'm on really good terms with. She's a great mother. Um, I said to her, you know, I do want to take Nia with me if I go overseas. So I'll do like a, a, road, a road map in America. You know, I want to stay there for two or three weeks after and take her to Disneyland and oh, all yeah. that kind of shit. That's yeah. great. Um, which I even said to her too, like, we're not weird like that. Like, I could fucking say to her, you know, come to America. Mm. You know, you might stay in a separate hotel. Mm. Um, but that way you can go do some shit and I'll have her. Yeah. If i got to go train, you take her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so 
we're still trying to talk about those things as well. Like, again, nothing's really set in concrete. It's just more so I've just kind of put those feelers out there mm. um, so we can work together because, you know, the kid is our business as well. You know, yeah, you right. see these partners tearing each other apart, trying to fuck them, fuck each other over through the kid, but the kid just gets fucked. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what we sat down when we didn't work out. We're just kind of just sitting. We, didn't, we never fought. We just kind of yeah. went separate ways. And we're like, fuck, I don't want her to see... You know, us just living as flatmates. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's be happy with someone else if we yeah. meet someone, and yeah. you know, man, and that's that's how we've always worked. So that's my big thing. If I go compete, I I just don't think I could fucking leave my daughter for longer than a week. Yeah. It's hard now doing week on week off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was texting yeah. her on the way down here while I'm driving. <laughs> Fuck, how is yeah. she? She's good. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sometimes I message her and I'm like, hey, do you need a, yeah. do you need to go to yoga tonight? Do you need me to take her or anything like that? You know? yeah. like, she knows what I'm doing. So no, I need to go to yoga. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <I love laughs> so, yeah. So, oh man! Is that yeah, not so. seeing them every day? That'd be so damn hard. Like, well, it's, it's fucked because like it's always because you know Monday to Friday when we're working, we have got that routine and we've got to pick her up, and it's a little bit frantic. So, I, you know, it's like Saturday, Sunday they start to really calm down, they open up, and yeah, you know, then Sunday end of Sunday comes, you're like, fuck, you got to go back tomorrow. Uh, damn. Yeah, yeah. And Monday, as I said, so I'm like the weekend warrior now. You know, you come in Monday and you hate Mondays. Yeah, as a bit like me now, I kind of drag my feet Monday. Yeah. I'm like, daughter back yeah oh man well man it's been so good to get to know you a little bit more on a deeper level except for our you know morning sits at the beach when we sit there man yeah i know we literally sit there we will chat for maybe five minutes and then we just both stare off into the horizon for the next 10 but you know what's funny dude like i I, I've, i've spoken to people about this um and i think when you've got a certain i don't know whether it's just certain profile or whatever um People that you're comfortable around, which is why I, I, I gravitate to you a lot, is because you don't feel like you have to fucking talk to people. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, just like yeah, to sit yeah. there in my own time and yeah. do it. I'm down there to watch the fucking sunrise. Yeah. I'm not there to talk to you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'll say, hey, dude, you know, how's your, how you been? Yeah, good, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And it's not awkward like, yeah, fuck, should I say something? Uh, it's just like I just look out in the sunrise and then obviously if something comes up, something comes up. You know when like someone, they feel like they... Force blah, it? Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, Fucking shut up, man. Yeah, yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, you know, no, like, I'm down there for a good morning, too. Like that. Yeah, it's a very low maintenance, and don't feel like, so, you, like you talk about you talk about best mates, dude. Yeah. Like, I got yeah, fucking three of them. Yeah, they live on the coast. I see them for an hour once every six months, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if that, dude, yeah. I'm talking if that. We talk like obviously we text and yeah. Instagram, but if that, you know, but I know if I call them anytime, yeah. they're there. fucking ready to rock and roll. Yeah, let's yeah. go, no yeah. questions asked. Yep. Let's go, you know, um. Where other people, you know, it's like, oh, Maddie, you haven't messaged me in a few weeks. Is everything okay? Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm fucking busy. You're <laughs> yeah. busy. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it actually yeah. just pushes me away yeah. from that, you know. So as I said, that's why, like, when I can kind of sit down there and, you know, I can just, you know, have a chat to someone, then it doesn't feel like I have to talk and we just kind of go off and, you know, you kind of thinking through your head your gratitude and what you got to do for the day and you just appreciate a nice sunrise. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, it's, you don't kind of get any of that awkward natural. energy, you know? It's like mm. you were saying, with pretty much everything that you're approaching in your life at the moment is effortless. It's pretty much what it flows into. It's just mm. an effortless uh, relationship with what you're doing on a daily basis, with the people that you're surrounding yourself with. It's not a task. It's a, mm. It's just a, It's all just energy. It's not good or bad energy. Like Matty and I talk about all the time, it's just yeah. energy and it's all good stuff. Yep. Yeah. You know what's a cool flex, man, is when you... um. You talk to people that are really humble people, like you guys, right? And um, again, I see this in the in the bodybuilding world, so it probably sounds like I'm hating on bodybuilders, but it's like you see a lot of people that have to have this kind of flex to when you first meet them. Yeah, I do this and I do that and I do this. And it's like, you know, I met Maddie for the first time. I met you for the first time. And you kind of go on the Instagram where you ask people, and you're like, yeah, dude, Matt's like one of the fucking smartest people. This, 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 this. I go on you, you're like this full hectic fucking crossfitter, 200,000 followers and like, but you don't come across like, you know, mm. you know, I'm here, you know what I mean? Oh. Like it's, you know, you get those people yeah. like that, you know, yeah, no, no, and it's a going. cool flex, you yeah. know, because it's the same thing. Like when, you know, as I said, there's, I know dudes now that have shitloads of money that I never knew. You go meet up from for a coffee and they get in their fucking Ferrari and you're like, fuck, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like guys yeah. are posting their shit all over social media, yeah. but you know when you when you see someone that turns up and they're just humble and yeah, you know, and they turn up yeah. and that that's their flex. It's like 
fuck, that's mad. Yeah. yeah. And Love that shit. Yeah, and Maddie was probably the guy that said it the best when we first were, like, we've been working together for a long time, but from correspondence. And then when we first got together, the first thing we spoke about when we were like, let's do this thing together. And this is a really good way for us to bond more. But Maddie, immediately, the first thing we spoke about with was ego versus soul. And we wanted to always operate operate out of a of a direction of always soul over ego and to never get ego in the way of what we're doing and what our values are as part of the business and a friendship and that's kind of what i feel like we're abiding by and, yeah. and that's why we'll never let business go in the direction where and this is probably the same thing for you and your gym and the business that you run your online programming is if you can always operate operate out of the direction or the the, the place that is most um, most concise to what, how you want to abide and buy and live by these particular set of rules or guidelines or ethos that you might have for your business, you're always going to do much better. We don't ever want to introduce someone into the flow of what we're doing that comes from a place of ego. Otherwise, it's going to ruin the, uh, the recipe that we have at the moment yeah. that we're loving so much and what gets us out of bed to have a good time. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's... Dude, yeah, like it, when, it, when it comes to your, like your, your overall passion and vision... That's what I've always stuck by, mm. you know, and I think that what I've learned, say, with bodybuilding, you know, there's no money in bodybuilding. Mm. But I make good money because I have a passion from the fundamentals for it mm. and I find my passion doing it. Yeah. Then there's guys that I speak to that are like, man, I'm broke, I can't make any money, 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 money. Like, And it's like, I don't want to say it's all about money because it is all about money. We are trying to live a, you know, a good life and live in financial freedom. Um, but if you don't have your core values intact, which actually begins with your own self core values towards yourself, the byproduct of money is never going to come. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, completely. Um, and that's, that's ever since I got out of hospital where I, as I said, I put myself first and just forgot about everything because I thought everything was fucked in the short space of six months, everything quadrupled. Yeah, yeah, wow. You know? That's yeah, crazy. That's sweet. Oh, well, that's a lesson for everyone that's listening. Yeah. Just have a... have a sit quadruple and let's go. Yeah, yeah sit, <laughs> <laughs> sit back and have a think about that. Well, we're going to... We're going to wrap things up now, but mate, thank you so much for jumping on. Maddie and I couldn't be more stoked to have you on as a guest. Anytime. So let's do it Anytime. again sometime and yep. then um, we'll uh, see how you're progressing towards the end of the year and see what your plans are. Thanks, boys. Awesome. You. Thanks a lot. <laughs>